thousand. Following program are pre-recorded. Talk of the town on Super Talk twelve seventy. Super Talk twelve seventy. You're tuned to Talk of the Town. I'm Steve Bach, along with Lori Hens from Beck News. You can go to Beck News b e k dot n e w s and follow the latest with Summit Carbon Solutions proposed CO2 pipeline. And the breadth of this is getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Lori Hintz from Beck News joining us. Uh, Lori, a lot going on. And um, I, I'm going to switch hats for a minute. And I don't do this normally. I, I really don't like doing this. I'm going to put my public uh, service hat on here I, I'm as a Burley County Commissioner, which I don't blend the communication and the the radio stuff and holding public office at all. I, I, I don't. But I have some serious concerns with what came out from the Public Service Commission and what it means to local control and municipalities having local control and counties being able to or cities or townships having local control because the legislature throws back all the time. It's all about local control, local control, unless it's convenient to not have local control. But that's how that works. But this is something going on right now with the Public Service Commission that is 100% a smack in the face to private property ownership, private landowners, and local control on a municipal level. All right, I'm done. I'm taking that hat back off. Lori, how are you today? I'm good, and I, I understand exactly what you were saying. It is incredibly frustrating to realize that your legislature, whom you elect, has uh, basically abdicated your local control in favor of a private company in this case. Now, um, the order that came down was on February 7th, and on that day, at Wednesday, the issue before the commission was local control, as you say. And they say in their statement, uh, which can be viewed on the Public Service Commission website, it is case number pu dash. 22-391, if you want to look it up. The issue before the commission is not whether it may preempt local land use or zoning regulations, but whether preemption is automatic. That is what the, the statement from the Public Service Commission says. North Dakota Century Code, subsection 49-22.1 through 08, provides that a utility may combine an application for a certificate or permit. SCS's application is consolidated, is a consolidated application for a certificate corridor compatibility and for a route permit. The commission concludes that based on the plain language of North Dakota Century Code, the approval of a route permit for a gas or liquid transmission facility automatically supersedes and preempts local land use or zoning regulations except for road use agreements even though local ordinances may be filed for commission review and consideration. By function of the consolidated application, local land use and zoning regulations are automatically superseded and preempted in the present case. And that was the order by the, uh, the uh, Bismarck uh, folks uh, at, the, at the Capitol uh, at the Public Service Commission meeting. That was held on February 7th. You know, I, I kind of had a feeling something was up because I, when I would ask Commissioner Chrisman and, uh, Sherry Hoff, uh, Haugenhoffert, um, and I would ask them and, and Randy was the one that was very, 
adamant about it. It's like, follow the law, follow the law. That's all I got back from him was follow the law. And at that point, I started thinking, okay, what's the loophole that they found? Because there's nuance of the law, there's letter of the law, there's intent of the law, and there's law that just isn't correct. It's just wrong. It, it, it goes against we the people. And I'm trying to figure out where this falls under because I, I knew something was up when that was all I was getting from Commissioner Christman was, well, let it, follow the law, follow the law. That That's all it was. Um, where there were they... a couple of legislators that were yeah. in the room, and one of the one of the legislators that I spoke to uh, after the initial meeting that they had, that was their work session, was just really, really frustrated. He felt like the uh, Bismarck, or gosh, I keep saying Bismarck, but the the, the um, Public Service Commission felt like the Public Service Commission had uh, kind of thrown the legislature under the bus so to speak, because he felt like, you know, what we tried to do these things, the legislature made the error that allows this as this legislator looked at it. And then uh, it was it was insult to injury for this legislator to hear that from the from the commission, because they did try to protect the landowners. They did try to protect the local, you know, ordinances and the, the local subdivisions. Lori, I've, I've got one little fault with that. Go back to the last session and look what the legislature did under direction of the governor's office with those eight pieces of legislation that would have bolstered property rights. Right. You, you can't throw it all back on the Public Service Commission. I'm not saying there's not some culpability there, but it gets spread around because all you would have had to do was pass some of that legislation and it would have strengthened the position of private property rights, private property ownership in North Dakota. You're Mm -hmm. looking at what's going down in South Dakota right now and they're working through the legislation to pass some bad legislation that's not protecting property rights down there kind of in the same guise that North Dakota, they're going at it from a little different angle, but it's still for Summit. So there's right. some and stuff going on during yeah. South Dakota session right now that is sort of mirroring what took place in North Dakota during our last session. Right. Yeah, it is. It's true. It's happening in many of the Midwestern states, too. And it's kind of mystifying in some ways because you think, you know, you elect people to your legislature to do what, you know, you feel is best for the community, for the state, for the, the subdivision. And yet these things keep getting struck down and mass, and it's very curious. And those landowners who are attending these meetings all the time have, have uh, issued very, very much a, a feeling of frustration that they're just not being represented. For some reason, someone's changing the minds of those people making those legislative decisions. Yeah. I always say, follow the money. We're talking to Lori Hens from Beck News. You can go to beck.news, B-E-K dot N-E-W-S. All the latest with Summit Carbon Solutions proposed CO2 pipeline. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk. Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk 1270, you're tuned to Talk of the Town. I'm Steve Bach, along with Lori Hens from Beck News. You can go to beck.news, B-E-K dot N-E-W-S. Burley, Emmons, Kidder County, that's what Beck stands for. And Lori Hintz, who's 
been following all of that's going on with the Summit Carbon Solutions proposed CO2 pipeline, just like the expose she did on uh, Fufang and where that went. Um, there's the investment side of uh, Summit Carbon Solutions, which we really haven't talked about for a while, but um, we'll we talk about we, we'll talk about that coming up. Um, you came across an interesting article because one of the Part of the reason, and I kind of discount them, Minnesota's involved with this on a very minor level because they've got one ethanol plant, like North Dakota, one ethanol plant, except they're not sequestering in Minnesota. They're sequestering in North Dakota. They're dumping in North Dakota. Uh, But there's one feeder line that they are intending to put in to service one ethanol plant in Minnesota, and I believe that's an 8-inch line, and uh, it's a plant that is north of Fergus Falls, uh, but it's a feeder line. Um, you found an article in, uh, what was it, Detroit Lakes News or, or yes, something over yes, there about the environmental DL, study? DL Online. And the, 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 the DL Online article was from the uh, late part of, of January. And I, I, I just came across it. And it's interesting because, you, like you say, we really have not heard much from Minnesota at all on this one. Lots from South Dakota, lots and lots from uh, the, the, the headwaters of this whole thing, which is in Iowa and Ames. But this study finds no major issues with proposed carbon dioxide pipeline in Otter Tail County. This is a uh, Nathan Bow article from January 26th. It says, a pipeline to carry liquid carbon dioxide from the Green Plains ethanol plant north of Fergus Falls to the North Dakota border near Breckenridge is not expected to have much long-term impact along its route, according to a draft environmental impact statement done on behalf of the Minnesota Public Utilities Commission. That's the first thing we've even heard from the Minnesota Public Utilities Commission for months and months and months. Anyway, they say at any rate, the draft environmental impact study says the impact during construction will be small to medium, and the impact once it's in the ground and operating will be smaller yet. Unless, of course, the pressurized pipeline ruptures, causing an explosion at the point of rupture. That's obviously rare, but if it happens, if that happens, it would send up a cloud of carbon dioxide gas and water vapor that could settle unseen into low-lying areas near the explosion point, displacing oxygen and potentially smothering people and animals. <laughs> so, so it's, it's going to be small. It's so, going to so be small, you, you, but you've got a, a rupture. So you've got an oil refinery so, in your backyard, and uh, there's a minimal chance of, of anything happening, and the impacts, the environmental impacts are, are minimal, unless it blows up. Well, then that's a difference. But don't worry about it unless that happens. Wow. <laughs> So this, this, I thought the same thing. I just kind of had a had to pause there after that. It goes on to say small leaks are not a big concern, according to the draft EIS. But a large rupture is another story, since the gas would impact humans to a greater or lesser degree from about 600 feet to 900 feet from the rupture point. Now, I take umbrage at that as well, because I am fairly certain if North Dakota has not done a plume settle study um, yet that is probably have not, not been done in Minnesota no, either. Not, not uh, on an 8-inch feeder line, a, a minor right. line. They, they have not done the plume studies on that because they would know that it's more than 900 feet if they would have. And uh, Minnesota's climate, not dissimilar from North Dakota's, uh, especially in that part of Minnesota where they, they're they not forested heavily. So you do get the 
the prairie winds like we get here. Um, and actually over there, they get a little bit more clipper systems in the winter. So now you're looking at a, a very wide spectrum of environmental conditions that need to play into a plume study. So I would throw that report out right now. But again, this is the environmental impact. Too. I thought that was very, very low. I thought the same thing when I looked at it, just simply because of the other things that I have read on the subject. So the environmental impact study, they're looking at current physical environment because the other side of that is what's missing out of that environmental impact study is and some of the other ones I've seen are the contingency side. And if you're going to do an environmental impact, you need to run the contingencies as well. Because you don't just get to go, eh, if everything works like it's supposed to and there's not going to be a problem and there's no leaks and everything functions, then there's no impact. Okay, but an environmental impact sh- study should take into different scenarios of what ifs, what if, what if, and they're not doing that. They're, they're not right. addressing they, the, the safety concerns. Is, the thing that nobody seems to be paying attention to with regard to plume modeling is the fact that our weather and temperature can vary so greatly in this state that it can be over 100 degrees in the summertime, and it could be 20, 30 below degrees in the wintertime. The frost line can go as deep as 8 feet, I have been told. This is supposed to go... Four feet, this pipeline that is proposed by Summit Carbon Solutions is only supposed to go four feet below. Well, the just, is- just go back a couple uh, couple years, Lori, because we had that incredibly cold winter and no snow cover. And there were frost lines. I talked to contractors that were trying to get work finished up. Um, they were dealing with frost that went down nine, ten feet in some occasions because soil type plays a big part of that as well. But... Now you're looking at frost. Like, well, what happens with frost? He things heave. Frost heaves. <laughs> frost heaves. I, that's why anybody that's grown up in North Dakota picking rock, uh, <laughs> that's why you're picking rock because <laughs> the rock's right. down in the frost zone and it comes up. It, it's going to come up eventually. This article um, from Minnesota goes on. This is interesting. Since the gas would impact humans to a greater or lesser degree from about 600 to 900 feet from the rupture point, that's a serious downside, it says. But there's a pretty strong upside, too. It goes on to say the pipeline project would be good for the local economy since the total cost for the project is projected to be $67 million to $70 billion, depending on the route. And construction payroll is expected to be about $31 million. So that's what they're looking at in, in Ottertail County in Minnesota. That is the Minnesota Public Utilities Commission draft environmental impact statement um, out of Minnesota. Okay, my two questions with that, though, is how many of those are local employees? Because usually a pipeline company brings in their pipeline people to build their pipeline. Uh, you're not hiring local talent. And that's maybe a year, year and a half for construction. I, I don't well, see the, the yeah, long term. Who knows at this point? Yeah, I, I don't see a long term economic impact with that. Just like in North Dakota, I don't see a long term economic impact because they're touting this economics with workforce and jobs, but that's short term and only on the front side. Correct. Because everything the, else is automated the, the once it's done. The jobs that are going to be created will be those in Ames, Iowa. 
Yeah. Not North Dakota. Because the control center is going to be in Iowa. You're going to have to hire people in Iowa, which, okay, somebody drives through Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota once a week, checking a compressor station every 20 miles. Okay, that what, two guys in a truck? I guess uh, that's some economic. They might have to stop and get gas in Wishick. Who knows? Um, but I, I, they tout this long-term, or at least they position it as long-term economic, and it's not. It's it's just not. It's some jobs on the front end, and that's it. And most of those are coming from out of state. So I, I do want to go back, and I want to talk a little bit about um, some of the uh, – fallout, if you will, of the PSC's uh, ruling, because there are some state representatives who are speaking up on the whole issue. And so if we could get to that, I would tell you what, to talk about that. Next. Hold that thought. and We'll talk about that when we come back from the break. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Talk of the Town, Hawkins, weekday morning starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk 1270. I'm Steve Bogan along with Lori Hens from Beck News. You can go to Beck.News, B-E-K dot N-E-W-S. Uh, Burley, Emmons, and Kidder County is Beck. And uh, follow all things with Summit Carbon Solutions proposed CO2 pipeline. And Lori, uh, I want to go back to the Public Service Commission a little bit and talk about some of the legislator uh, that are... There, there's a little buzz legislatively or from the legislative community about some of the things coming out of the Public Service Commission. Can you expound on that a little bit? Because uh, the other part of that is what's the next steps, and we'll get to that afterwards. But what's the buzz? Well, there there is a Prairie News Service article that quotes um, State Representative Sue Ann Olson uh, in it, which is really interesting, and she has a really good take on this. She she says that um, she wonders whether recent changes to the law tied to the decision should be even in place anymore. And so she says, uh, quote, it was never envisioned. Uh, Sue Ann Olson, by the way, is a representative for District 8. And she says, I'm sure um, it was never envisioned, I'm sure, to be this far-reaching. And, you know, no doubt the PSD, all they can do is wrestle with what the Century Code says. So what it says to me, this is um, Sue Ann Olson talking, what it says to me, she says, is that the legislature really needs to look at this next session. So she's already looking ahead to like that's it. We've got to we got to work on this and we got to change it. The legislature isn't expected to meet again until next year, of course. But she couldn't speak to whether a special session is necessary on it. Perhaps that is in the works. Um, I think that it's interesting that was even even. There is no way that that would be called. There's too much money involved and summits in too many pockets. It's not going to happen. Well, she says Summit has argued the local ordinances are unreasonably restrictive and contends it will use strong safety measures. But Olson, who represents an area along the proposed route, doesn't feel reassured. She goes, quote, if there is a breach, this pipeline is near so much population or has the ability to touch so many people that the route they are proposing north of Bismarck is untenable, in my view, end quote. Okay, so this comes back to one intent of anything the legislature passes intent in the century code and again coming back to that local control piece why did those eight bills get crushed at the direction of the governor's office that would have bolstered property rights and i know sue ann was a supporter of of many of those bills so 
on the losing side of standing up for property owners. But right. <sighs> You know, when there's a buzz around some of the legislators, you know, I, I, I want to dip into your hat a little bit because you saw this with Fufeng. Um, that started very local, very small, and got very loud mm-hmm. in a hurry, hurry. Eventually, it was the United States Air Force that stepped in and said, nah, this is a bad idea. Uh, and that was Correct. it. But there was a slow groundswell coming out of legislators and across the rest of the state going, maybe this is a bad idea. What's going on? In, what's going on over in Grand Forks? Um, I don't think we're there yet. Uh, what's going on in uh, no. Emmons and Burley County and, and Oliver County and, and potentially Morton County? I, I don't know if there's enough attention being paid to this yet. Part of the deal with the Boofing Project, which was a wet corn milling plant, just 12 miles away from the Grand Forks Air Force Base that was planned, part of the of the outcry had to do with the fact that it was foreign-owned. We don't know who the owners uh, and the investors are in this project yet. It has not been uh, ferreted out or disclosed in any way, shape, or form. So that is part of the equation. The other thing that happened in on the eastern side of the state that is different from this one is that it's a completely different kind of danger. This one is more of a, a, a physical danger than an existential um, uh, national security danger. So that is that is part of the difference of the two of these things. The other thing that happened there on the eastern side of the state with Grand Forks is that the national news caught wind of it, and then balloons flew over the United States, and people went, hey, wait a minute, this is actually real that there might be some Chinese spying here. So a part of the deal is is that things occurred that caught the attention of a national audience. And that has not necessarily been so with this case. Even though it involves five Midwest states, there has been scant national um, staying power with regard to the story. So, um, you know, if more people knew about the accident in Satarsia, Mississippi, if more people realized that this is uh, a, a physical danger. If more people were interested in protecting landowners' rights, perhaps uh, that would happen. But it's going to take something else uh, to be able to stop this this project. And I don't think anybody really thinks that the project can be stopped at this point on the ground. I there uh, there are some who hope so, but I don't I don't know that that is going to be even possible without some larger entity as you say in the case of the of the uh of the Fufeng project it was the air force which finally ultimately scuttled the project so there is no such uh group this time around to do that if that makes sense it's a, yeah. it's a totally different it's a totally different scenario well it, it does and, and especially when you've got your elected officials working against you and in, in the governor's office, it, it, it's an uphill battle. Uh, Lori, what are the next steps as far as the Public Service Commission? Uh, where are things now? Because they just made that ruling um, in, again, an affront to local control, which I know there's going to be some pushback uh, from the counties involved going, wait a minute, uh, you know, <laughs> I can tell you what, if I was a resident in any county, I'm like, well, Planning and zoning doesn't matter for them, so I can go build my 18-foot sidewall shop, and I don't have to get a permit. I don't have to do anything at all because there's no zoning ordinances I have to follow. They don't have to follow them. Uh, they don't allow them for that. So it, it makes an in- interesting argument. Um, 
But what are the next steps for PSC? Well, uh, on that fight, the landowners who are fighting the project uh, have an attorney representing them who says his team plans to appeal the PSC decision. Meanwhile, the PSC hearings on the new application are at this point pending, which means it could be very well April before there are hearings held. They said several weeks away when they were at the meeting, so it could be April before hearings are held. It is expected that at least two community public meetings uh, with with public testimony will be held. That is expected. Um, so, therefore, those people who have already given testimony are not encouraged because the PSD will be looking for new and different testimony. But with the movement of the pipeline route around North Bismarck and around North and across the river and toward the West, it is very possible there's a whole new set of people who are just starting to get uh, involved with this. I would, I would cite uh, Croft Township in the Baldwin area. Many, many people are just now uh, learning that they are in the line of this new pipeline route. So those people will likely be giving testimony at these, uh, these new hearings that the PSC will be holding. But it's going to be a wait for that. They have many, many other things on their plate right now at the PSC. So we will uh, definitely share those hearing dates as soon as we hear them, and we'll disseminate that information as needed. And as always, oh, one other question, Lori. Um, so the number was at 51 as far as uh, customers for Summit, uh, 51 ethanol plants that had signed on for this. Uh, is that number still Correct. the same, or is that uh, grown at all? Cause, last check. Okay. Yeah, Cause, last check it was 34, and then they added Poet 17 uh, ethanol plants to that, which gives you a total of 51. There is only one ethanol plant in all of North Dakota that's even feeding to this, but we will have the trunk line going around our city with all of the waste. Uh, sequestering means putting it way into the ground, deep into the soil, uh, just north and west of Bismarck Mandan in the Oliver and Mercer areas. Thank you, Lori. If uh, anybody has any questions, any uh, um, information they want to disseminate, how do they get a hold of you, and uh, where do they go on the website? Go to the website at beck.news, B-E-K.news. You can look for a black icon on that page. Scroll down to the various shows, and the series is called Capturing America's Heartland CO2 Pipeline. It's a black logo with white letters. And you can find all the latest information there. You can even go back to the beginning and get some real basic um, information on the early shows that we did that gives you just a baseline knowledge of the fact that we have had CO2 pipelines, although short and not around any populated areas. We've had them in North Dakota for quite some time. Lori Hans, Beck News. You can go to Beck.News. Lori, thank you very much. We look forward to your update next week. Very good. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Steve. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk. Welcome to February 19th on the National Day Calendar. Today, we're indulging in a refreshing flavor combination and honoring the leaders of our nation. The combination of chocolate and mint is a match made in culinary heaven. Whether it's in after-dinner mints, ice cream, or cookies, this flavor duo offers a balance of richness from the chocolate and a refreshing zing from the mint. On Chocolate Mint Day, we celebrate the delightful pairing that tickles our taste buds. Hardy and very easy to grow, this is Chocolate Mint, a member of the mint family that has dark green foliage with purple undersides to the leaves. Now, I like if I were to pick a candy, this would be at the top of my list. I love Chocolate Mints. Yeah, how about you? So... 
okay, I know this sounds weird, right? But the chocolate mints after dinner, I love them, but I have to like bite tiny pieces of them because chunks of them are just too much. So I'll eat them, but I eat them in like tiny little bites. It's the weirdest thing. Put the whole thing in and just let it melt. It's just wonderful. Transitioning from the sweetness of chocolate and mint, we pay tribute to the individuals who have led our nation. President's Day, also known as Washington's Day, is a federal holiday that honors all U.S. presidents, past and present. It's an opportunity to reflect on the accomplishments of these leaders and their contributions to the shaping of our country. Mount Rushmore? He carved Mount Rushmore to erase the map's landmarks in order to protect the city of gold. Okay, are we going to D.C. to see the presidents or... I think, it, you know, there or maybe Mount Rushmore. I think that would be fun as well, right? You think we could get in the White House? (laughs) Such short notice. I don't know. Do you know somebody? I thought you knew a guy who knew a guy. I might know that. I I might, yes. I think you do too. Okay, let's settle for Mount Rushmore. Okay, (laughs) less trouble there. Yeah, pretty much. I'm LaToya Johnson. I'm Marlo Anderson. Thank you for joining us as we celebrate every day on Destination Celebration. LaToya Johnson for president. Talk of the town on Super Talk 1270. Good Wednesday morning. You're tuned to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. I'm Steve Bach, and coming up in just a little bit, we'll talk with Jason Spees at, at the bottom of the hour. And, uh, of course, this is a wattage Wednesday. Uh, also, Sarah Stogger coming up next hour. Andy Ani, we're going to get to her as well, talking a little social media and how that pertains uh, next hour. Uh, also, Jake Milney, we're going to talk about some wind turbines and uh, what that looks like with some of those assets when they're expired and what's in the landfills. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up. Uh, at 10 o'clock. In the meantime, uh, one of the big events that takes place around the Bismarck Mandan area, right over the... Right down the road over in New Salem, North Dakota, it's ND Country Fest, and it is a great time. It's actually turned into um, a big, big event for uh, not only the communities around uh, New Salem, but... uh, uh, the region as well. A lot of people travel for ND Country Fest because the lineup is absolutely great. Joining us uh, from ND Country Fest, Luke Schaefer. Uh, Luke, uh, how you doing, my friend? Hey, good, Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the backstory because um, you know a lot of people had had conversations for years and years and years about uh, why is there not a uh, an avenue for country music fans because people basically from here uh, and all over western North Dakota had to travel to WeFest. A lot of people were familiar with WeFest over Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. And uh, it, it took a while. There were a few iterations of some different rock festivals and things around North Dakota, but nothing really stuck and there wasn't anything for that that country appetite that we've got here in North Dakota. And... ND Country Fest comes along in New Salem, in the shadows of New Salem Sioux, and uh, it is growing. And that is um, something that other festivals and other shows have not done. So what's the secret sauce? What's the formula? And, and give a little backstory on, on ND Country Fest and how we got it here in North Dakota. Well, the backstory is, right, like I'm from, I grew up in Bismarck, you know, right there, right in the back 
the back, uh, the backwoods of the old, you know, of the area, <clears throat> excuse me. So it was growing up there and all my friends are from there. My families are from, you know, from Bismarck Mandan area and the whole state, you know, I'm a St. Mary's grad, NDSU grad, all that good stuff. And, um, it was just one of those things like, why, why do all of our people in North Dakota, why do they have to travel out for some great entertainment? And it was just one of those things like, why can't this exist in North Dakota? <clears throat> and then it's like, why, where should we put it? Well, let's put it where the beacon off the interstate, right? The interstate's great. You know, everybody knows, everybody knows when they drive through, through North Dakota where the interstate is. And then they know where the cow is. So it's like, why not put it underneath the uh, big Salem Sioux? Because even if you're from Washington or if you're from Wisconsin or if you're driving through, you're like, oh, yeah, I know where that big cow is. <laughs> but that was the thing. It was like, why can't this exist? And why do our people from North Dakota, why do they have to travel outside of the state to get great entertainment in a festival setting? And for sure, country music, it's country, country through and through. So when you're talking about uh, building a festival, because you mentioned mm-hmm. New Salem Sioux, and, and everybody knows that landmark, but mm-hmm. the, the property below New Salem Sioux is also kind of key to that, because if you're going to build out a festival, you have to have the camping, you have to have room to grow into, and I, I've seen that with some of the other venues in North Dakota where uh, they just haven't had the room to grow, so it kind of tails off and and not around anymore. Um Tell us about the thought process of picking that location and then knowing that you've got room to grow into, you know, maybe someday it is a, a Wee Fest or a Cheyenne Frontier Days or one of those larger premier events, but you got to have the room to grow into that. Well, and I don't know if a lot of listeners already already know or not, but we did 65,000 people last year at our show. So it, it's big and we pulled from 40 different states and we pull from, I think it's now three to four different provinces in Canada. So we're pulling people from all over the United States. So it's not, it's not just North Dakota that, that, that's, uh, you know, we're going into our seventh, seventh uh, year, but, uh, we are becoming a definite, definite national name, uh, especially uh, around the country music tour and scene and the artists know us and the booking agencies know us. So it is quite, Quite big, and it's growing, and it grows at a. It's growing at a rate right now. The last the last four years, it's been growing at a rate of thirty percent. And I can tell you right now, where we're where we sit today over last year is we're at a rate at forty percent this year over last year, which is amazing. Now to answer your question, yeah, I mean, the community was great. You know, everybody had their questions, right? The community was like, well, what are you going to do? Why are you? Why do you want to put it here? You know, it'll never, you know, and then there's other, you know, the, the naysayers, not necessarily the community, but just in general of like, that'll never work. It, it, people tried this up in, in this area of North Dakota and they tried this over there and it only lasted two years. That only lasted three years. You're only going to make it one year and that's it and whatnot. But knowing, knowing a couple things, right? There was an appetite for it. There's demand for it because it's country music and that never existed before in a festival setting, but you're right to go ahead and pick a place where you can expand. Well, shoot, in New Salem, if you get on top of the cow, you can see people driving in, driving out from Bismarck and driving back into Bismarck, right? It's so flat, right? There's room for everywhere, but (laughs) doing the research on it, right? Doing the research on it 
and talking to the local landowners too, saying, "Hey, this is what this is what I'm looking to do. What do you think? If it does expand, we do need camping. You know, would you be would you consider, you know, a partnership to go ahead and and use that that land that's closed? Because if it does get to a point where we need that land, would you be interested in in talking? And they're they're all like, "Yeah, we're we're here to support it. We think it'd be good for not only the community of East Salem, but they were like." You know, it's a great thing for the state. And a lot of those folks there obviously do more than, than just their, uh, that are uh, just landowners in New Zealand. A lot of those folks do a lot of things around the state too. So they're like, they're all in. Uh, they're like, best of luck and see what happens. And the first year it was like two nights of camping and we just needed the, just needed the camping grounds that was in the uh, Morton County Fairgrounds area. And, uh, and we did one night of music, which was Michael Ray was our headliner. He had the number one song in country music at the time. 4,000 people show up for that for that one day. And it was like, I think we got something here. And now here we are, you know, years later. And now we're four days of country music, four nights of camping, 65,000 people. And it's just blown up. And just the support of the whole, you know, initially, right, it's that Bismarck Mandan, New Salem, that, 100 mile radius where it supported the first two years and then it just blew up across the whole state and then it, then and now it's gone across the whole united states like if you look at we look at our dot map every every week on our ticket sales the dot map meaning where people zip codes of where people are purchasing from and we're just amazed every every single week where actually more dots pop up around the country and then especially like i said too into canada we're talking with Luke Schaefer, ND Country Fest, and, uh, you know, you've grown into North Dakota's largest camping event. Uh, you're going from one stage to multiple stages. We'll talk about that and the lineup this year when we come back. And then something else you're working on, uh, concerning Tracy Bird. People may, uh, be familiar with that name as well. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Sometimes you just don't want to go it alone. I'm Daria Albinger with today's tax tip. Maybe you've had a life-changing event. Maybe you got an inheritance or you just have a complicated return. There are a few of the reasons why you might want to use a tax prep pro. ABC's business correspondent Alexis Christophoros on what to look for. You want to get somebody who is credentialed. So we're talking about a CPA, a certified public accountant, a licensed attorney. Make sure that they have a tax preparation ID number to make sure that these people are licensed. IRS spokesman Eric Smith says just say no to this. If their service is based on the size of the refund, that's probably not a good idea. And if they base their fees on the refund that you can get, that's also uh, not a good idea. And to this. If they say they have a way to beat the system or if there are secrets that the IRS won't tell you about, that's also a bad sign. With today's tax tip, Daria Albinger, ABC News. This is the Pet Minute. I'm Steve Dale with animal news from around the world. Next, Beringer Ingelheim Animal Health wants you to know that your dog can be at risk of heart disease. By screening for a heart murmur, abnormal heart rhythm, or heart enlargement, your veteran will be able to diagnose and possibly treat these signs earlier. There are medications that can help delay the onset of congestive heart failure or manage the symptoms of heart failure once diagnosed. Talk with your veterinarian to see if your dog is at risk and schedule that ever-important annual exam. Early detection is best. 
Sometimes it's hard to explain things that go on in the animal world, and sometimes it's not worth bothering to try to, but instead joyously wonder and appreciate. Hantu, a German shepherd dog, adopted Poncho as an orphan baby opossum as her own. Daily, Poncho is hitching a ride on Hantu the dog, spending all day together, even snoozing side by side. No explaining this, but who cares to? For the Pet Minute, I'm Steve Dale. Whether it's turning into high school football games, monitoring the patterns of incoming storms, or catching your favorite talk show, these are just some of the ways listeners depend on North Dakota's AM radio stations. And we need your help. Text AM 52886 and tell Congress to keep AM radio in cars. This ad is aired by the North Dakota Broadcasters Association and this station. Talk of the Town, weekday mornings starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. KLXX AM, Mandan Bismarck. A Town Square media station broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio. News Talk is Mark Mandan. Super Talk 1270. Portions of the following program are pre recorded. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. You're tuned to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. I'm Steve Bach, and we're talking with Luke Schaefer, Indy Country Fest, and, uh, from its humble beginnings to now multiple stages, and, and I mean multiple, multiple stages, uh, we're talking with Luke Schaefer, and Luke, uh, you guys have a main stage, secondary stage, Frontier Village, um, the NDCF main stage, nightly party, uh, you guys have got it all going on out at New Salem. <laughs> You know, when you when we say music festival, we really mean music festival. All the pieces. <laughs> we, <laughs> right. Literally, you can show up and you can have dang near 14 hours straight of live music from when you get there all the way until, you know, when we shut down at about 2 a.m. So there's music all the way across the board. So, like, obviously our main stage, which has our main artist, this opens up when we call our, our music festival bowl. I mean, this year, it's the biggest lineup we've ever had, you know, with Dirks Bentley, Riley Green, Michael Ray, Clint Black, Easton Corbin, Diamond Rio, Leroy Parnell, Pam Tillis, Ned Ledoux, the War Hippies, the list goes on and on and on. And you can check, we'll end up doing off of that main stage, roughly about 23 artists just off of the main stage in four days. But then we also have, <clears throat> every night, we have our nightly after party as soon as the main stage is done we have another stage that's in our our big huge tent in the back of the bowl area and that has our dj do which dj do is our dj that runs all the way from with our after party all the way from 12 30 all the way till 2 a.m he's also our mc of the whole show but do is a great friend of mine i don't know if a lot of people are familiar with phoenix and the phoenix open or the houston rodeo or the nfr they've ever been to those other events He's that guy. He's from Phoenix. Actually, he's from Tucson. He's a great friend, and he does a great job with our after parties and the M scene. So that takes you all the way till 2 a.m., but also that there's another secondary stage where we do national artists up and comers every day from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock, and there's a whole other set 
of uh, up and comer Nashville artists that play that stage for that hour, those hours. And then we have another stage that we call out in Frontier Village, which is in our Frontier Campground, which we're going to be, it's new this year to 2024, is what we call our Fest Day Live. A lot of our fans, they know that we do a lot of social media and social media lives, and we appreciate all of you guys watching those. But we're going to come to the crowd, in the crowd, on stage, right there in the village. We'll be doing all kinds of interactions and with the music behind it out there on that stage, too. So, you know, 14 hours easy of music every single day, live music. You know, Luke, that's one of the things with this festival, because you touch all the bases, you know, Dirks Bentley, the big headliners, Clint Black, uh, one of the staples when I first got into country music back in the 90s. And, and I remember when Clint Black used to rock, and he rocked hard. Uh, Pam Tillis, uh, you, you cover the bases for absolutely everybody. And one of the things I'm really excited about is that up-and-coming stage, because I used to work in some space with new artists and and that energy that comes from new artists that are just looking for the exposure and they're not quite there yet. They haven't quite hit, but they're right on the cusp. And then the ability for fans to go, hey, I saw them before they were that big famous artist. It's like, I saw Taylor Swift before Taylor Swift was Taylor Swift. It, you know, That's a cool <laughs> part of that. You guys provide that. Exactly. And that's a great part of the experience for our folks like you said like hey, i saw taylor Swift; she was on the secondary stage at such and such and and we like it we got a great lineup for that too we haven't released it but i'll give you one right now that we're going to put out there is taylor austin die she's on our on our main stage too but she'll be running the secondary stage uh one one day but it's uh she's a twist between gretchen wilson and miranda lambert in, in her voice and her stage presence it's just a matter of time for her. And she has a great kind of country rock edge to her. And uh, when you hear her and you see her live, it's like, oh, yeah, this is it. This is it. Just a matter of time. And that's fun because, too, like, like you know, Steve, it's like when those secondary stages, you're right there. I mean, it doesn't get any more up and close and personal uh, than that. And, our, and those, are, those are the ones you saw them before, before they were, you know, before they were. You know, uh it, it's a long way before ND Country Fest, but some of those ticket packages you guys have, and, and I know the camping goes fast as well, but uh, the VIP weekend admissions, you're almost out of those. We are. You know, there's literally less than 20 VIP weekend passes for the festival. And those go fast. And this is the fastest that's ever gone uh, for us this year. Usually they always they have always sold out. Last three years they've sold out, but this is the soonest. Uh, they have gone. So if you want to go VIP this year, excuse me, <clears throat> definitely get on and ndcountryfest.com and grab those VIP tickets now. We still do have, a lot of people do ask about payment plans, and we do have that. So when you do go on our ticket site, instead of hitting buy tickets, hit reserve, and then it'll load it up into the uh, into the payment plan for you. Uh, so what is that website? It's ndcountryfest.com and just hit tickets, and then it'll take you right to it. Pretty simple. I, I wanted to give you a couple minutes to talk about something that uh, you're kind of expanding into some other areas a little bit. Um, tell us about the Your Town Tour. So Your Town Tour, just a quick history of that, was it was about 2018. Um, it is uh, my partner in this is the other or the other owner partner, um, Brandon Ralph. We were like, man, we kind of we have backgrounds of sports you know, sports and coaching and recruiting and playing and all that kind of stuff. 
And it was like, man, I think we need to go out and probably just go on, like, drive around and talk to people in all these small towns around North Dakota and let them know what North Indy Country Fest is about and what we do and what we're doing and what the future looks like and ask them, literally ask them who they'd like to see uh, at at Indy Country Fest, you know, as far as artists. So we jumped in a car and we made a map and we went around and we went to dang near the first year. We went to dang near every little small town, went to the cafes, went to the restaurants and the big towns, Bismarck, Barrow, James Dickens, and all that kind of stuff, handed out posters, handed out magnets, talked to everybody. And uh, that was the first year and it went so well. And then we video it with Facebook lives all the way through. And then all of a sudden there's people watching us and tracking us and meeting us at Hey, meet me at this cafe in New Leipzig or this this place in Wishick, you know, and so on and so on. And now that thing has grown to where now the second year that we had done it, we're like, we should do some concerts with it on some of these stops. But now that's grown to where <clears throat> now we have over like 2 million views and engagements on social media while we're driving around the whole state. But now we have 10 different, now it's grown not to just the North Dakota. We have 10 different concerts uh, around the whole Midwest with the Your Town Tour. And that headliner is with Tracy Bird. And now we go, we have we have six shows in North Dakota. We have three shows in South Dakota. We got one show in Omaha, Nebraska. And then we have one show in Wyoming. And then now there's other venues uh, in other states, especially Colorado. Uh, that we had we had talked about earlier about that off offline, but it was uh, we'll probably expand into Colorado and possibly Arizona in 2025. So this thing it gets us out there. We go in and we put these shows on. We're in front of these communities. A great show. Usually they're smaller venues and a big name, and it's a great experience for everybody. And it gets the ND Country Fest uh, name out there and brand out there. And a lot of times, what happens as soon as we put these shows on, say like in Gillette, Wyoming a lot of folks will purchase our tickets and come to the show in July to the festival. And, and it's really great for us. And we come out and see everybody and we talk to everybody and we're not behind, uh, not behind any, any type of uh, desk or anything like that or nothing. We're out and we're out and about. And that's what we love to do is talk to the people and be in front of the people and be in front of our guests and, and potentially new guests. Looking, looking forward to uh, Andy Country Fest coming up again this year. It is going to be a great time growing every year out at New Salem, uh, camping, four days of country music, uh, different stages, different atmospheres, different genres of country music, which is really a cool part as well. A lot for everybody. Uh, also the, uh, your town tour with Tracy Bird. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing if you, uh, got a little watermelon crawl in you. <laughs> I all day long. I have it all day long. We watermelon crawling all across the Midwest. <laughs> Perfect, Luke. Uh, once again, uh, people want to find out more information, ndcountryfest.com for the Your Town Tour or ND Country Fest, those VIP packages. You can actually put them on a payment plan, but uh, those are going extremely fast. Luke, uh, looking forward to another update. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me, and uh, we look forward to, to the future with you guys, too. Luke Schaefer, Andy Country Fest, coming up in the very near future. Also, the Your Town Tour with Tracy Bird. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk. Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. 
Superdoc 1270, you're tuned to Talk of the Town. I'm Steve Bach, along with Kev from Runnings. We're running 701 South Washington in Bismarck, uh, just one of many running stores around the area. And, of course, uh, that portfolio growing as you guys are adding on more and more stores, up over 80. Uh, over 80 stores. Over 80 stores from here to New York, New Hampshire. To the we are filling up the states, buddy. Oh, yeah, well, and states sounds like steak to me. So, of course, we got to talk jerky. Jerky day. Uh, it's jerky Monday. Um, you brought in um, some cattle. The cattleman's cut, cut. The original beef jerky. And this is one of my favorites because it's just jerky. It's, and, and it's good jerky. I yes. like steak bites. I like the peppered stuff. I like, uh, you know, I, I like the teriyaki. Yep. And you're not a big yep. fan of the teriyaki. No, nope, I get into the the sweet and spicy and all these different because jerky. There's so many different flavors out there now. Oh, there is. But this is just jerky. This is just jerky. This is just jerky, yeah. and it's good. Jerky. It is good jerky. It has a good base mm. to it. You know, you get some chew. The nice thing is with real good jerky, and you probably experience this now over the month. Good jerky. You have to work it. You got to work it. You got to work it. You got to work it, and then it doesn't leave you in such a dry zone to where yeah. now I got to drink a gallon of milk water. It's not that way. It is just a good, and it's a great, actually, nutritional food you know so not just for the hunter it's for the camping it's for the vacationing it's just to have on your counter at home when you need that little snack a little lift me up you know it's funny since we started doing uh, jerky monday with runnings and my wife's like where's all this jerky coming from <laughs> <laughs> it's jerky monday you should, you should pay attention um but no great um if you don't want all the, the, the fluffy flavors and the special stuff, which they've got. We've but got it, yep. Cattleman's Cut Beef Jerky, Just if you just want jerky. Because I'm a, a big jerky guy. It's, I, right. I, love, I love the protein. And if I'm traveling, road trip, hunting, fishing. Oh, absolutely. It's like I always got a bag of jerky. Yep. Throw it in the truck. And it's like you always got something to snack on that's healthy. Quick and easy. On. Yeah. I know those days when I was climbing up tree stands when I could when you climb, could up climb up tree stands for archery season. <laughs> um, I just pull the tree down too. Yeah, yeah, but always had it with me because yeah. it's like you say, it's that instant protein. It's that instant fix yeah. for you. You know, I even one year dropped some forbid. I almost crawled down the stand to get it because I hate wasting good jerky. A little bit later, I had a turkey come through, and that turkey ate it. And that is a true <laughs> story. I don't know if we should be talking about that. That might be considered baiting. That is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hopefully Game of Fish isn't listening yeah, to this yeah, today. Game of Fish isn't listening. But, uh, no, you're, you're right. And um, great snack, great nutritious snack. Um, you know, one of the things running's always, because running's, and we talk about this all the time, running's is so much more, um, but running's is a feed store at its oh, essence. absolutely. And we're, we're going to talk about that, but um, sporting goods, because I'm looking at the flyer, and the flyer doesn't start till this Friday. This The 23rd, this next flyer starts. So yes. a lot of focus on the pets. We're going to get into, into yes. the animal side of this, but um, you guys are running some unbelievable. De- I, I know we've had a, a truncated ice fishing season this year. Yep. Uh, not a lot out there as far as getting on the ice. Because it's been, it was late. It's really it was, a tempered year. Yeah. So that means now is the time to buy your equipment for next year. 
And we've got a lot of it, of course, you know, and right now 20% off on our fishing combo, rod reel combos, our tip ups, our line, our lures and that. And then there's sales all through my fishing uh, department for, for that ice fishermen that are marked at the store. There's some great savings right now. And if you really want something, all they got to do is find the old gray haired guy and I'll work with them because if, What's on my floor staying there until it's gone this year. Uh, so that gives you an opportunity to put some packages together. Totally. Because a lot of guys are like, okay, well, I, I need some new tip-ups, but, you know, I, do I need a new pop-up? Well, maybe um, you could put a package together for somebody and go, here, we are going to save across work. the board. We will work with them. And you never know because usually come this time of the season, ice is going out, you know, we box it up, we put it away, we wait till next year. The ice fall. or the equipment? Both. Okay, you save the ice for next Both. year. <laughs> because then you open it up next year and it's like, oh, that's right, that tip-up broke, didn't it? Yeah. Hey, be ahead of the moment, because come next fall, who knows where this is right now? I'm moving it. So come on down, take a look at what we got, let's replenish what you know you need to replenish this year now. And then put it all away. Next fall, you're ready to go. A lot of great stuff for ice fishing. Uh, you know, plan ahead. And who doesn't need a couple extra rods? As Everybody. Well? Everybody. Because you never know what's going to happen. You never know. Um, yeah, that big lunker might drag one right down. down the line. Yeah. I know somebody that's lost one down the hole. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. Maybe more. Yeah. yeah. Maybe one or two. Um, fishing season also right around the corner because it don't. It's I, coming. I got it on my calendar. Yeah. I'm going to have to get a new license here pretty quick. And yep. uh, March, you're done. You got to get a new one the end of the March. the weather holds like it is, uh, we might have an early ice out for some yep. of these local lakes and the Missouri River and some great fishing opportunities. Coming across the river today, you know, it's melting. It's moving. And once it starts flowing down south, this ice is going to be gone quick. And we don't have all that ice buildup on the ramps and stuff like we traditionally do. So, so you're going to be able to get in You're early. going to be able to get in early. You know, so get you might as well get ready now. I've even seen some boats on tarps for the winter. I've already seen them floating around town on trailers. So guys got the mood. We just got off the big sports show. Great one. And you can see everybody's attitude. Everybody's like, okay, we know what our fishery is. We want to get back to Everybody's it. Everybody's kind of liking the short winter this year so far. Knock on wood because March and April are still coming. Cattleman's got beef jerky. Mm. Great just beef jerky. And I, I don't say that lightly. It's just beef jerky. It's, it's good yep. jerky. Yep. Um, oh, one other thing, too, before we hit the break. Um, turkey season's around the corner. Turkey season's around. The the drawing lotteries are open. I do know, and I'll push for that guy that maybe forgot in that. Um, I want to say May or February 23rd. Any leftover tags are that are available go on first come, first serve. But, hey, the spring gobbler season's right here and of course that's one of my favorite times of the year i just no, I was love talking it. to game and fish too and and there's a lot of landowners that because it's part of their predation program yes. so there's a lot of farmers out there ranchers landowners that hey i got too many turkeys on my yep. land game and fish does a great job of connecting hunters with those that want some of those animals Super removed off of their land. So yep. whether it's the deer side or, or turkeys, another great yep. one too. So if you're looking for a place to hunt or if you've not been into turkey hunting, 
Now's a great time to do that. Go talk to yes. Kev over at Runnings. Yep. He'll get you all lined out. Some little nuances. If you want to get into the sport, great time Got to it do there. it. And you can work with Damon yeah. Fish to find a place to go hunt. Yep, you'll you'll hear me a lot. You come in the store this time of the year, new people, old people, ones that are trying different calls. Oh, we're always talking tur- turkey in that store during the days. So come on in. We'll be more than willing to work with you and get you on the right step. It's not that hard. You know, it's funny this time of the year. You're walking around and you're like. Did I just hear a turkey? No, yeah, it's way back on the other side of the store. (laughs) Uh, Big Muddy coming up, too, right around the corner. Big Muddy in May. I want to say May 5th. We are a big sponsor of that. Even if you're not fishing, all the spots are filled, 100 teams. It's the largest payout tournament there is around here. But if you want to see some really cool excitement, you want to be part of that at the weigh-ins and stuff. We're there weighing in. Last year, 54 pounds took that tournament. That is a lot of walleye. Looking forward to it. Uh, Big Muddy, that uh, definite sign of spring. This is Talk of the Town. I'm talking to Runnings. Kev over at Runnings runs the Sporting Goods Shop at Runnings, 701 South Washington and Bismarck on Super Talk 1270. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Doc 1270, I'm Steve Bynum along with Kev from Runnings. You can stop by Runnings, 701 South Washington and Bismarck. You can stop by any of the Runnings. Uh, new flyer comes out next Friday, the 23rd. Um, of course, we're having Cattleman's Cut Beef Jerky yeah. today, which is... Um, it's good. Really good. It's just jerky. I mean, it, <laughs> It's good. And I like all the flavor stuff, but sometimes I just want jerky and... Cattleman's Cut original, you know, and just you, jerky. Your listeners know how know how good it is because they can hear you chomping on it. Well, yeah, so it's good stuff. Hey, there's food in the studio. I mean, <laughs> I just I'm sorry, I apologize, but you're gonna have to live with that. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to talk about because you got a an insert in the flyer coming out, um, the Summit Tractors, and I don't think Great. we talk about that enough because. You talk about a small operation, small little hobby farm, something around the the farmyard. Um, whether it's the you need the bucket or some of the attachments, the snowblower stuff, which we this got it so all. Far, this tractor put together well, and it is got everything you could imagine. In fact, it's actually a, a U.S. veteran owned and operated company. Yes, they sat down and went, "Hey, you know what? We need something." So you know, it's kind of that agriculture innovation. Oh, right. Let's come up with our yeah. own thing, and yeah. they did that. And every part of the sale goes to the Tunnels to Tower Foundation. You know, every portion of every sale goes to that. And, you know, the crazy thing is this is a good piece of equipment. I've I've looked at it. I've run it. I've gone through it. People need to just come down and take a look at this because it is. And then you can even get the little backhoe for it. I mean, this little unit is really a dandy Checks unit. Checks all the boxes, covers all the bases. It does. You know, and even the servicing, I mean, that's a big part that people worry about. They make sure that in every area that they sell this product, that there is a service provider there in that area to take care with any other problems. And that's always a big problem or concern with equipment. Okay, if it breaks down, who's going to fix it? Well, they make sure that there's someone locally that is able to work on these units, you know, and you can get finance. I tell you what. For the, that TX25H, that's a nice unit. That little thing will move product, and and it's got everything you need. Well, literally. you mentioned the bucket. They got the blade. Of course, yep. they've got uh, the the little backhoe attachment, the PTO. Um, all in. I was walking by and like, huh. 
because I was thinking back to last year's winter and thinking, gosh, that snowblower attachment would have been awfully nice. Yep. Uh, But they're coming out with more and more attachments to this, too. They are. They're attaching. You got to suggest talk to them because they're U.S. based. So come down and at least come down and take a look at it. If you have any questions or that, come and look at it. Go compare. We want you to compare it with everything else in town here, you know. But this unit is really a solid, solid unit. And what I like about it, that four-wheel drive with differential lock. I tell you what, this little thing has some grip to it, you know. Come on down, talk to us. Let us show you this thing. You know, one of the cool things, too, is, um, you know, in a compact tractor, you can pick up a bale, you can move snow, you can move yep. manure, you can do just all kinds of stuff all around kinds the yard. Of things. Um, and built well. Built, right? built well. Yep. Yep. Leveling roads has never been easier with a unit like this. Never. Well, and, and the, the one thing, too, people are looking at affordability, they're looking at, um, I'm looking at the jerky right now. Yeah, yeah you're... Um, they're looking at affordability, <laughs> they're looking at durability, and they're looking at longevity. Yes. That, those are the three things. And this, uh, the Summit yes. Tractors, uh, that TX25H checks all those boxes. It does. And affordability, you know, when you're looking at a piece of equipment, I tell you what, once you see this thing, you'll be amazed how well built it really is. You know, one of the other things, too, is uh, you guys have a new product line, and this was your doing, Campco. Campco. We just, this last sports show, we are now a Campco super center. So that basically means your RV camping needs of Campco, we carry it. So you don't have to run around to three, four, five different stores to find one piece. Pretty much I carry it. And that's everything from the sewage to the water filtering systems to everything, even the little valves for your spigots. We got it all. And it was a great response at the sports show because so many people came up and said, it's about time somebody is going to have all this product. We don't have to run all over town to get it. And a lot of times they can't. And if we don't have it, which isn't going to be much, we don't, I can special order. So now's that time coming into spring. You're getting those campers and RVs ready. If there's something there that, hey, need to go see Kev, need to find out what they've got there, and if they can't, I can get it. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, I'm guessing a lot of the demand uh, sprung out of the fact that, uh, well, Dvorak Motorsports was yes. building their new location. You guys had all their campers sitting at your lot. We had them for so a long time. So if the campers time. are there, I'm yeah. guessing people are coming in, do you get the supplies for that? Yep. And you kind of put two and two together and went, there's a need. There is a, there's a huge need for it. An RV in here, boy, you only got to go try to camp once locally and try to find a campsite. You'll find out how many people in this area camp. I mean, these parks are full every weekend. Well, let's provide them with the stuff they need. And even if they're at Fort Lincoln, something breaks down, buzz in. 23 minutes from Fort Lincoln to our store. Come on in, get the part you need. You don't ruin your whole weekend. Fix it, and you're still camping for the weekend. could be less if you just ride across on a boat. It could be because Fox straight, Island's yeah. right there, so now you're straight about across. 13 minutes. Yeah, so you can yeah. cut that down. <laughs> it's all about the efficiency. Uh, we're talking to Kev from Runnings. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, animals. Of course, a lot going on. Farm and ranch, that's really the foundation of Runnings. And we're going to get into some of that next because uh, we are getting into calving, calving season, season as well. Yep. Uh, this is Talk of the Town. Make sure you stop by Runnings, 701 South Washington. Washington in Bismarck on Super Talk 1270. 
Super Talk 1270. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk 1270, you're tuned to Talk of the Town. I'm Steve along with Kev from Runnings. He is the sporting goods manager. His department over there, all kinds of cool stuff and ice fishing stuff on sale right now. Kev brought in uh, Cattleman's Cut Beef Jerky, the original, just just jerky. It's so good. It's just jerky. It's only uh, half full now. Well, I know. I'll be gone before uh, yeah. the show. Yeah. Um, of course, running's a, a, a feed store. We Livestock, we, feed store, pets. Yes. You've gotten into that as well. Some great deals on pet stuff. But we are getting into calving season, which means yep. it's it's time to get it's back time. to your roots. It's time. You know, and everything from Oklahoma brand barbed wire, which I think they got that on sale right now uh, this coming week on the opening starting the 23rd. Uh, they'll have the barbed wire Oklahoma brand on sale, ear tags. The ear tags are in. So we have geared up big time for this calving season. And we're ready to go. Just come on in with your needs and we can help you. Well, and then you pair it with the, that little summit tractor. To uh, you're you're set. I know. You're just set. You're set. And if you need some calving sleds, I think I got a whole bunch of ice sleds left. Don't get it. Just buy one for me. I'll make you a deal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put them away. They, they are multi-use. They are multi-use. You can use it for calving. You can use them for ice fishing. And they make great sleds down some really awesome hills. There's just no brakes on them. So you got to figure that one out yourself. You know, so besides the, the barbed wire, and maybe you're using that old fence stretcher. Yep. You've you got, you got those coming up on sale on this next flyer as well. They do. I think $30 for those things, which is going to be a great sell for those, for the stretchers and stuff, plus all your other stuff. And we'll ha- we always have stuff in the store that is at an in-house pricing and stuff on that. So it doesn't matter if it's hitch pins or or anything like that or your hydraulic fuels. I mean, we got all of those liquids and all that there that will help you along with you know, a ton of equestrian stuff like that. And we're still growing on that again, too. Well, that's one of the uh, aisles that, because, uh, you know, with my dogs, you know, grooming stuff. Yep. A lot of dog grooming stuff and horse grooming stuff overlap. They are overlapping. The blades, the yep. clippers, all of that overlap. Uh, and so I go to runnings for a lot of my dog grooming supplies. Oh, absolutely. With my show dogs, my Gordon Setters. Yeah. And uh, that's an aisle I've noticed recently. You guys are, are bringing in a lot of new product line. They they really are, and they're expanding. They're getting that, that product line that handles all levels of dogs and cats and all of that, you know, the high show dogs, the high proteins, the high all that, you know, the puppy foods, the older dogs, you know, we all seem to have some of those, you know, that can't handle a lot of the harsh foods. We got the foods that will fit their system at their age. So it just, it's it's just a great line to keep adding to, you know, for that, you know, you find out these critters, you know, they're part of your life. And, you know, as we get older, we don't digest things. Well, jerky, we digest <laughs> jerky, pretty good. Yeah. But, you know, our critters, we need to take care of them. And we always have that. We'll always have that, you know, that farm fleet attachment, even though we don't have it in our name anymore. That's where we started. And that's where we will always, always care about are those critters. And as always, because uh, you guys do such a great job, you know, great partnerships with yep. Walt and Milwaukee and Steel, and whether you're on a farm or a ranch, an ag operation, Doesn't commercial, 
uh, contractor, home use. Again, you've got some great deals on some combo packs, uh, both the DeWalt, $100 off the 20-volt Max XR six-tool combo kit. Uh, also, the Tough System six-tool combo kit, 100 bucks off of that. Nice That comes kits. with that little roller. Yep, uh, it does. Uh, the Milwaukee. You guys yeah. always have some great deals on tools. Yep. And they just added again to the Milwaukee. So we've even got more product than what we had a month and a half ago because they keep building on that. And I tell you what, Steve, those stackable tool cases of Milwaukee, they are phenomenal. They are just a phenomenal stackable toolkit that, I mean, you can put so much in these things, the durability in that. And that's what we're impressed with, all of them, the durability. You know, for the farm and, and home, for the industry, this stuff lasts. And they back their stuff up. And that, you've heard me say that all the time. You can have a great product, but are they going to back it when you need them to back it? All these guys do. Well, and that's one of the things, too, with, uh, you know, Brad's mentioned this. And I, when I've talked to the reps, uh, you know, hey, if there's something we don't have, let us know. Let us know. And you guys will get it in in a heartbeat. Yes, we will. We love that. We love it when customers come to us. Well, and the the other thing about runnings too is you're such a a good relationship with these well, vendors yes. that they give you a little flexibility in some of the pricing yep. and uh, yep. some of the you know hey I don't need that extra set of batteries with that combo so exactly. can I get a different attachment? Uh, they work yep. with you. They do, and you know, and, and and that's what's nice about where we're at is they understand the difference of uh, farming and agriculture to industry and stuff. But the point is, is that when you need it, we got it. And if we don't have it, we can get it for you very quickly. Well, I know my runnings uh, run this week. Uh, I'm going to pick up some more jerky because, well, that makes my wife happy. Yeah, <laughs> you better take like, some home for her. Well, no, I, I always, actually, uh, Rick Ryder from our sister station always pops in and steals about half a bag. So, um, But he's not going to have that much to steal <laughs> this week. Um, but, no, she's like, hey, where's all this jerky coming from? But I'm going to make her happy this week. That's right. Because one of the things she dearly loves, those peanut butter filled pretzel nuggets. Oh my. You got those on sale. Yeah. So that's going to be part of my running yeah. run this week. Yeah. Those there you might a little, need a little, little something a little mama. fluid with yeah, afterwards. Yeah, a little something for mama. Yep. Uh, Kev, always fun. Always a oh, pleasure, my friend. You. Make sure you stop by runnings, uh, uh, sporting goods section. Hey, there are some great deals going on uh, and Kevin's wheel and dealing uh, back on some of the ice fishing equipment yep. and get Come see us. big muddy turkey season around the corner. Uh, this is Talk of the Town. Stop by running 701 South Washington in Bismarck on Super Talk 1270. Welcome to February 19th on the National Day Calendar. Today, we're indulging in a refreshing flavor combination and honoring the leaders of our nation. The combination of chocolate and mint is a match made in culinary heaven. Whether it's in after-dinner mints, ice cream, or cookies, this flavor duo offers a balance of richness from the chocolate and a refreshing zing from the mint. On Chocolate Mint Day, we celebrate the delightful pairing that tickles our taste buds. Hardy and very easy to grow, this is Chocolate Mint, a member of the mint family that has dark green foliage with purple undersides to the leaves. Now, I like if I were to pick a candy, this would be at the top of my list. I love chocolate mints. Yeah, how about you? So... Okay, I know this sounds weird, right? But the chocolate mints after dinner, 
I love them, but I have to like bite tiny pieces of them because chunks of them are just too much. So I'll eat them, but I eat them in like tiny little bites. It's the weirdest thing. Put the whole thing in and just let it melt. It's just wonderful. Transitioning from the sweetness of chocolate and mint, we pay tribute to the individuals who have led our nation. President's Day, also known as Washington's Day, is a federal holiday that honors all U.S. presidents, past and present. It's an opportunity to reflect on the accomplishments of these leaders and their contributions to the shaping of our country. Mount Rushmore? He carved Mount Rushmore to erase the map's landmarks in order to protect the city of gold. Okay, are we going to D.C. to see the presidents or... I think, it, you know, there or maybe Mount Rushmore. I think that would be fun as well, right? You think we could get in the White House? (laughs) Such short notice. I don't know. Do you know somebody? I thought you knew a guy who knew a guy. I might know that. I I might, yes. I think you do too. Okay, let's settle for Mount Rushmore. Okay, (laughs) less trouble there. Yeah, pretty much. I'm Latoya Johnson. I'm Marlo Anderson. Thank you for joining us as we celebrate every day on Destination Celebration. Latoya Johnson for President. And so it begins. I'm Daria Albinger with today's tax tip. Ready or not? Tax season is upon us. ABC News business correspondent Alexis Christophoros says a good place to begin is to find everything you'll need and get it organized. You just want to make sure you have all your paperwork in one place, uh, any tax deductions that you think you might qualify for uh, throughout the year. Uh, all pay stubs, your W-2 forms, W-4 forms, have them at the ready so you're not searching, uh, looking for those as you prepare your taxes. Then decide if you're going to file your own return or if you think you're going to need to get some help. Sometimes our taxes are easy enough so that they're simple and uh, pretty straightforward. You might be able to do your own taxes if that's the case by using some tax prep software. Some of them are even free. Things like Cash App Taxes, TurboTax, even H&R Block uh, offers free online preparation if you qualify. Now, take a breath. You've got this. With today's tax tip, Daria Albinger, ABC News. This week we're going to tackle a very difficult topic. How to get off your sofa when you are not motivated. When things are going bad and it's hard, you're really down. How to rebound, regroup, and get going again. I'll give you my first tip on how to get off your sofa when times are bad right after this. This is Dr. Michael Garko for Strauss Naturals. The heart is only a bit larger than a fist. Each day it pumps about 2,000 gallons of blood through 60,000 miles of blood vessels. With this extraordinary workload, I encourage you to take Strauss Heart Drops to help support a healthy cardiovascular system. The heart drops are backed by a 100% satisfaction guarantee. No questions asked. Visit StraussNaturals.com to learn more and order the heart drops today. My first tip on how to get motivated when things are bad is to focus on one goal. You probably have five or six parts of your life that are in need of some work and some attention. You can't do all five at once. Choose one thing to focus on first. This month, I'm going to work on just getting up every day and getting out of bed and getting showered and having a normal life. That's it. That's my goal this month. Next month, try to find a job. 
Glenn Beck. You know what is happening in Israel? They're giving out 10,000 assault rifles. The government has purchased them and they're giving them out to civilian security team. Why? Because they know a well-armed people have a chance. Even if the whole world stands against them, at least if the Israelis, and they will fight to the last man because they have no place else to go. The Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Weekdays from 11 till 2 on Super Talk 1270. It's Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken on Super Talk 1270. Join Steve weekday mornings between 9 and 11 for interesting local talk and special guests. Plus, your phone calls. Talk of the Town with Steve Bakken on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Talk of the Town thanks our sponsors. Dakota Pharmacy, Benchmark Mortgage, Trademark Realty, Silver Ranch, Peak Automotive and Service, and Runnings. Hello, North Dakota. Joe Giganti, host of the regular Joe Show, now heard weeknights, 9 to midnight, here on Super Talk 1270. Together, we'll tackle the hottest topics, be it politics, entertainment, or the culture, unapologetically through the lens of true conservatism, all while remembering to laugh and have a little bit of fun. You know, live life boldly. The regular Joe Show, weekday evenings starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Talk of the Town, weekday morning starting at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Bismarck, a Townsquare media station, broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio. 